elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon. I am your host. My name is J.M. Clark. It's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me, hanging out tonight. He's the writer of Punching the Clock. He's also an executive director at Cherry Capital Comic Con. He's got a fantastically exciting new project coming up. It's called Blaze Ya Dead Homie. Shout out uh, to the dead homie. Shout out to the dead homie. Um, we're going to have to explain to the people, Rob, what this is all about. So I'm going to take it back a little bit. Uh, a couple years ago, I got to go to a fantastic convention in Michigan called Astronomicon. The reason I was going to Astronomicon was because this show is actually put on by the members of Twisted. And I don't know if anybody is familiar with Twisted, but if you're not, they're like a horror rap group. Um, but that almost doesn't explain it enough. They're almost like a genre unto themselves. Anyways, uh, they are hooked up with Magic Ninja Entertainment, who has a whole bunch of people under their label. So they throw this convention. Uh, I went down for, I think I was at the second or third year was my first one. And it was because Dirk Manning had written a comic uh, for Twisted called ha- Haunted Hions. This was from Source Point Press. Uh, and it looks like the tradition is continuing as far as comic books for the Magic Ninja Entertainment Squad. A brand new book called Blaze Ya Dead Homie about Blaze Ya Dead Homie, written by Mr. Rob Humphrey, sitting in here with us tonight. Are you having a good time, Rob? And I'm having a great time. It's always a good time with you, sir. Come on. Oh, you're so sweet. But yeah, like we were saying before, it's been so long. So it's nice that... uh, things are rolling in the world again and we can start to, you know, make these reconnections, which is beautiful. It's, it's amazing how those three years just turned like five years into a time warp in a way. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's the, the time warp in and of itself is real and it keeps finding new ways to manifest itself every day. Like I find myself having to stop and think about like, wait a minute, how long ago was that? That was just like a year or two. Oh no, I forget three years are one now and five (laughs) is two and the math doesn't end up anymore. (laughs) Dude, the worst right now is Facebook memories. Do you ever look at your Facebook memories? Oh yeah. And I'll be like, no way that was that long ago. Like things that seemed like they happened two years ago happened like five, six years ago. And I can't even believe it. Like, it's just like we went through a blip. It's almost like Mm -hmm. the world went through a literal blip. It's kind of crazy, man. We all came back from the Thanos snap and uh, (laughs) right. The the world was, was a hot, hot mess. Well, I'm very, very excited to be returning to Michigan very, very soon as Astronomicon 6 will be happening in uh, like two, two-ish weeks, yeah, March 3rd, yeah. 4th, and 5th. Is it Livonia? Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Livonia. Livonia, yeah. Michigan, um, which will be the first time I'm at this show because it used to be in Sterling Heights, right? Correct. I know they've moved a couple of times. They've had different venues over the years, but Sterling Heights, I do believe, was one of them. It uh, it was a very cool thing, what went down with Haunted High-Ons. The fans yeah. loved it. It was a huge success. 
uh, it made sense for more projects to kind of come down the pipe. How exactly did you get involved in this situation? Man, it has been a wild, wild ride, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, obviously, uh, the, the, the haunted high success train has been, uh, very well documented here and many other places. And, um, Astronomicon is, is, is to your point earlier has kind of become this massive, like focal point of, of genres and pop culture, right? Like there's, uh, you know, it's a mix of horror and wrestling and comics and, and it's unique uh, for sure. It's very unique. I actually yeah. was just having this conversation with somebody earlier today. They're like, so it's a comic con. I'm like, no, yes, but no, not in the traditional sense. It's really its own thing. And I, it's one of the things I absolutely love about that show is that it really is its own thing and doesn't really answer to people's preconceived notions of what it should be. And I think that's kind of one of the cool things that make it stand out as a, as, as kind of a, you know, it's kind of a must see, like you have to go. And and that's why I'm yeah. so excited to be a part of this project because of what they're doing around launching the book and really kind of the big kickoff is at Astronomicon 6. But how I got involved here, the, 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 I started going to Astro, I think year three or year four was my first year actually uh, dropping in. And um, through Dirk and, uh, you know, uh, a number of other, you know, odd happenstances that go along the way, you know, you you make connections and you meet people. And, um, you know, I, I got introduced to uh, Twisted along the way and, uh, uh, you know, real cool guys, real creative, just fantastic awesome you know, creative minds. Those guys, yeah. like, they're just, you know, they're an idea, just powerhouse. They have so mm -hmm. many cool creative things that they do. Um, and while there, uh, you know, you, as you, as you do, you wander throughout the show. And, uh, I actually happened across the magic ninja entertainment booth, um, you know, at that time. And, and I, if I remember this correctly, uh, blaze was signing at, at that booth at the show that time, I was like, wow, like that is a cool look. Like I did, if you've never seen blaze, your dead homie. He's, you know, he's the super tall, you know, painted up, you know, he, he's, he's the dead man, right? He's your dead homie. But, but when he speaks the cadence in his voice, the, the, the gravel and the grit, he's got a very unique sound, even when he's talking. And he's one of those, those figures that just kind of captivates when you meet him. He's, he's a very, um, he's got presence, I guess is probably the best way to put it. So it's really like my first interaction with him was him signing at the booth. And then fast forward, uh, passed through COVID and uh, attending last year's Astronomicon and uh, again, getting to reconnect with some folks and, um, and you know, talking to Dirk and talking to the SourcePoint guys and, uh, you know, Josh Werner and Travis and and that whole crew and, and, and Garrett Gunn and all of them, um, you know, bumped into, again, the, the, the crew from Magic Ninja and uh, got the face-to-face -face introduction with Blaze at that time and had a really good, you know, real brief, real good conversation. And um, it came up later on that, uh, that uh, Magic Ninja was looking to expand uh, their, their, you know, what they, what they were doing in the comic book world, you know, with the success of Haunted High Ons. And, and that's really kind of the cool thing here is that while, while this project, and we'll get, we'll really get into this here, I'm sure, but like, while this project is, um, while, while it is Haunted High Ons adjacent, right? It's a part of that universe. It's not uh, directly 
or necessarily, um, you know, spun off from the events that have happened in the first two volumes of the book. It, it stands on its own in a way. But it is a shared universe. But it's a shared universe. It's a magic, and, magic ninja universe. That's awesome. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we've, we've really, we've taken the, the care and, and the feeding of this project and said, hey, let's, let's do something that, uh, that stands on its own, that really kind of lays out a definitive origin story for Blaze, uh, Blaze the character, right, and and establish him because he does have appearances in the Haunted Highlands books, right? That uh, you know, so we found a way to still tie it in and have it be in, within the universe, but really be its own thing as well. That we can maybe in the future circle back around and tie up some loose ends, and you know, it's if if that never happens, it you know, it's a great standalone book, but you know, we definitely did this in a way that it's very much in the universe and um so you just kind of threw your hat in the ring after networking a bit you were like yeah you know they mentioned they'd um, like to do it and you mentioned you'd like to write it so yeah the um you know the crew at source point with uh with dirk being the the uh special projects manager you know reached out and said hey like we've got this i was listening you know a couple weeks ago uh or or, uh, a while back when uh the last time he was on the show and it was you know kind of talking about the the idea of you know i only have so much capacity in the schedule right and there's certain books that i want to write and certain books that i have to make choices on and um you know i I did some work with source point we did uh the get in the game anthology a couple years back right yeah Um, it was underway at the beginning of covid and uh it released mid covid and um it's so funny. Like I did a story with Kaylin Smith in that book and it was uh, you know, video game themed, but it, it was really, um, you know, I took a serious look on like how, you know, like video games and depression kind of go, you know, hand in hand sometimes and like how you use it as an escape and very different from what I've normally done. You know, like my, my work with punching the clock has been primarily right. comedy and like, you know, buddy comedy, workplace humor type stuff. And I've done a few other books too. Um, you know, gunslingers with rocketing studios right. and, um, I did some work with uh, 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 the Unlawful Good anthology a few years ago. I've been, you know, I've kind of I've dabbled here and there, but I've never really done anything that was super super serious and uh, wanted to really stretch, you know, myself. And um, I threw down this really uh, thoughtful, at least I thought, um, and, and deep look at kind of how we use escapism to manage our kind of darker feelings and um you know it's it's got a nice little hopeful twist at the end and uh and you know you can't leave it on a down note but um i think you know after conversations that i had with dirk and some others after that launched you know kind of the response was like damn dude i didn't know you had that in you like nice yeah you know it it was it was really it was a nice moment you know to have a little bit of recognition and it's like okay cool so like people aren't expecting this from me and um you know i really i have this litany of stories that i've kind of been working through in my spare time it's like this is kind of cool like i've I've established i can do comedy i can do some other things like i can kind of stretch myself a bit and i i don't know if that's what kicked it off i still i honestly jay i don't know what um you know what ultimately sold them on on me kind of being brought in um but uh the the collective uh, brain trust between you know dirk and travis and the source point guys all kind of, I, I was reached out and they said, Hey, you know, would you be interested in pitching for this? And, um, and here we are, you know, I, uh, that's and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Like, and you know, it wasn't just like the, I think that's, that's kind of the cool thing is like those guys didn't just like, you know, I had to earn it too, you know, along the way, like, like here, here's an sure. opportunity, 
you know, it's yours to either be successful with or fall on your face with, you know, it's really in your hands. Uh, because at the end of the day, what I pitched wasn't being necessarily pitched to source point. It was being pitched to magic ninja blaze, right. yeah. you know, cause ultimately this is, this is their, you know, their idea, their property. It's their, you know, it's their baby, right? So they're creative. And yeah. Paper. Yeah. So, um, it was really kind of a cool thing to, to have a door opened where they've said, Hey, like here's, we've noticed you did really good work here. Uh, Here's an opportunity you can make or break yourself. Um, and it's not us you have to prove yourself to. And right. what a, you know, what a cool, cool opportunity to, 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 to be able to walk. Hey, in man. Also, I know Dirk enough that once he has faith in something, that faith is unwavering. You know what yeah. I mean? So to have him even like see something in your work and want to support it to the length that you know that he will, that's a great position to be in, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it was really cool to be able to, to take that and have that faith, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, and to feel like what I pitched was in the vein of what they were hoping for, for their creative endeavor. And, you know, cause those guys, you know, like I, I said at the top of this, right. You know, they, they have great ideas, like the whole, you know, if you think about the idea of kind of what's gone on with the haunted high ends universe thus far, right? Like it's kind of its own thing and it has ties to, uh, you know, the, the guys in twisted and it has ties to the music, but think about like the, what opportunity do you get to write a book where there's already a rich in-depth multimedia, uh, 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 foundation to build off of. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And that's really, you know, what was intriguing to me about this because, this was again a chance to like kind of stretch and and challenge myself in a way that was like man like there's already all this established lore there's backstory to you know who blaze is and it i mean he's been you know he's been making music for a long time and you know it, it's it's almost a little intimidating to walk in and go like okay there's this tapestry of storytelling that he's put out there and how do you do that justice and resolve the you know the the music with the lore and the man on stage making the music right and and tidy it up in a way that it presents and you know shines through as its own thing and right. is really there to augment what they've already laid this fantastic foundation for so uh not only do you get to work with all these wonderful people get to know the music get to know the culture which is fantastic fun i had the same experience uh, the first year that i went to astro um definitely not in my normal wheelhouse at all but these were some of the kindest uh most generous con goers i've ever experienced and it was it was more of a family sense than anything i've ever been to and even though it's like it came from the origin of Twisted. It's like you say, it's got all these other elements that just make this crazy unique party. Um, it fits this show perfectly. Despite it not being my first go-to music, I've learned to really like and appreciate the music. I like hip-hop. I've always loved old-school hip-hop, you know, and, uh, you know, and especially once you see it live. It's so super entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, despite all this, not despite, I shouldn't say despite, uh, you get to work with fucking Austin McKinley on this fucking project. Oh man, Austin's a beast. 
That Austin guy can is, art like nobody's business. Right. I was very, very lucky over the past year and a bit uh, to get to know Austin a little because he was residing in Toronto for a while. And he was actually working out of the Raid studio here in Toronto. Um, oh, nice. So I got to see him, you know, a few times more often than I would have were he not living in the city. Um and yeah, what a nice guy. What a super cool talent. Um, was he already lined up? Was Whose idea was bringing Austin in? Yeah, so that that's a, um, you know, when the project started, we started looking at, um, I don't believe he was lined up to start with because I started betting and thinking about, you know, who would be cool to work with, you know, and and right. uh, had, had a few names in mind and, um, you know, started really looking at it. And uh, Dirk had suggested, Austin as a, as a potential, um, you know, just kind of based on the work that he had done with him and Absolutely, um, yeah. Austin and I were never really, we'd never really met other than on the internet, you know, through social media. And so when he did a couple of quick, uh, you know, kind of concept sketches and stuff and just looking at what, what he was able to do, and what he was able to just the the dynamic nature of the the way he draws it's just it's so it's just fantastic it just pops in a way and he can like you know his style he can just adapt it for whatever you need and and it just it was one of those things where it became very evident very quickly in talking with austin that like okay we mesh well and he's got you know he's got the likenesses down he's got the vibe down uh you know like this is just this is the right pairing and and yeah. and then man the rest is history you know he's perfect uh, styling because like when you when you i'd never realized this before until and i've seen very little of the art for this pretty much just like i think the cover you've released that's up there mm-hmm. and uh just you wait it's great because i never looked at it this way before but once i saw it i was like austin does have a very graffiti-esque style especially mm-hmm. if he wanted to it's perfect for that shit and uh, yeah, it made perfect sense to me once I see it because this came out of nowhere. Like I like Dirk had told me a few things here, there, and there, but it wasn't really until like last week when you guys fucking like bombed this news onto the world that you guys I had no idea you guys were working on this shit together. Yeah, this has been it. It has been an interesting. Let's call it a year. Okay. <laughs> is 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 probably the lead in. Um, I I think this all really started to come together uh, at Astro last year after the face to face meeting with Blaze and and just getting a chance to you know just have a quick chit chat and understand a little bit about what their plans were and lo- what they were looking to do. And um, like I said, you know it 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 really this has been. It's been a project that has been worked on, I think, ever since in little ways in terms of lining up all the pieces and kind of getting the you know conceptual stuff together. I think I I turned in my first uh, I turned in my outline pitch back in June of last year. OK, is is when the first I think pen to paper because I I, I turned it in right after C4, right after I got this done fast then. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing what happens when you have motivated folks 
that just get the project and it clicks. Like I said, you know, it was very apparent when, when Austin and I started talking and, and we all kind of got together and of course, Drina Joe too, editing the book and, Absolutely. you know, bring some insight and, and she's been fantastic in keeping our shenanigans in line and, right. you know, the, the, the boss rules with an iron fist. But well, everybody uh, on this team seems so easy to work with. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's a great vibe. It's a great you know, vibe. There's no real egos there at all. There's just a whole bunch of talent and, you know, desire to create something cool. So, yeah. you know, and, so how and, involved was Blaze directly with the book? Did he just kind of check in once in a while, make sure it was looking good? Yeah, so so kind of every step of the way, um, we've made sure to keep uh, Blaze and to keep uh, Magic Ninja in the loop. You know, uh, from conceptual sketches to story pitch and then vetting out, um, you know, what the story would eventually be. And, um, you know, a lot of back and forth on like, here's here's a pitch. What do you think? And, you know, here's some things we like. Here's the thing that, you know, I'm, I'm right. not sure on. Can you explain that more? So there's been been a lot of back and forth conversation, you know, good, real productive, creative thoughts around, you know, what. Um, you know, who Blaze is and who knows better than Blaze, right? You know, course, Blaze yeah. and, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, and, and Jamie Madrox from Twisted are, you know, very uh, invested in who Blaze is. And um, they just provided fantastic guidance on, you know, their vision of, of, you know, who, who Blaze the, you know, the artist is and, and yeah. who Blaze the character is. And it gave us some really good, um, is really good collaboration, you know? And so, yeah, they've, they've been involved, um, you know, the, the whole way and, uh, you know, it's gotten the, gotten the thumbs up along the way and, and man, it's been, it's, it's been cool, you know, from conceptual sketches, like I said, to, uh, the first script treatment to, um, you know, even the covers, you know, every every step of the way, whenever we produce something and we're, you know, the, our team is feeling really good about it. You know, we, we loop those guys in and, um, and, and get really good feedback and, Awesome, it's yeah, man. it's a great collaborative process. With yeah, I'm guys. not surprised that that team's a well-oiled machine at all. And this culture is, see, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, not that it's a giant mystery, but it kind of, I mean, I came into it with a certain preconceived notion that I think a lot of people might um, just from the juggalo days. And the ICP connection and that this was, you know, they all once had a big thing and then that thing moved on into another thing and, you know, just learning about it at all and not quite getting it because I just never been immersed in that culture in any way. Right. And, and, and going and being amongst these people and, and it was I, I kind of clued in the first time I got to podcast with Twisted because I was I realized that I was asking questions that were that they weren't I, dodging isn't the right word, but they were being very uh, selective about how they explained their answers to my questions, just trying to kind of figure out what the deal is like. Are you guys clowns? Are you guys like ghouls? Like, like what's the deal kind of thing? And they were very, very, you know, very smart and clever about how they kind of explained it without explaining it, if that makes sense. They're incredibly smart and they understand their brand and their community and, you know, kind of their, their whole 
you know, from top to bottom, the, everything they do, I guess this is the way that I, that I've seen it, you know, again, kind of coming into this world is that they're so fan driven. Everything they do is for the people that they make their music for. Right. And that, you know, they built this show for, and, and, you know, it's they're all about their community and making sure that there's an inclusive space for everybody who relates to, you know, their messaging and what they're putting out and their, you know, their creative vibe that, um, you know, that's always how I've seen it. And, and, you know, like I totally get what you mean, you know, it started, everybody just kind of makes, I think there's a lot of undue assumptions that people make, you know, with, you know, the, the concept of, um, you know, like an old school juggalo or like the, you know, back, like you had mentioned the ICP stuff and, and really they've, they've evolved into their own thing, you know, right. yeah. in, in, it's like you said at the top of the show, you know, it's, it's unlike anything that's out there. It's so unique. And like, you think you get bits and pieces of it, but until you're there and you experience it and you interact with them, it, it doesn't really become clear until that, you know, I mean, really I'm still up- unclear on a lot because of, I guess the canon, if this makes sense, yeah. because like, okay. I get what they're about. I get what they do. And haunted high ons was very cool. As far as, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, it was a very fitting idea to just make them kind of, you know, ghost hunters in a way. And it's like, I guess I'm a canon guy. I'm big into like the details of history and, and this and that, like when I get into something, I dive pretty deep. So I have all these questions constantly in my head. Where Mm -hmm. do they come from? You know, what do they represent? What is the, what is the deal? And it's a lot of it is left up to mystery. It's left up to, there is no answer. And it's, it's neat to, to have to navigate that. Like, do you understand where I'm coming from with this? Oh, yeah. like, this yeah. culture I mean, is hard to explain. Like, they're not just dudes with face on their. It's not just seeing Kiss, but even right. Kiss has explanations, you know. But I don't know. Well, I think the further you delve, so like, well, you know, let's talk about Blazia Dead Homie, right? And 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 what we're laying out with the book because this actually speaks really well to yeah, what. Like, what is the? Idea? Yeah, what's the story yeah, so, without spoiling? It? So yeah, so in uh, in the briefest context. You know, uh, Blaze is, you know, he's he's a gangbanger, right? Like he's he's running the streets. He's, uh, you know, Blaze is out living his life in a. And, and I guess let me let me put this in a way that like you know, Haunted Highons um, is a very entertaining read. Like you said, they're ghost hunters. It's a great twist on on uh, Madrox Monoxide, um, and it's got a certain amount of levity to it. Uh, this book is much harder it goes hard right um you know we're getting into elements of kind of that street lifestyle of you know having to hustle to make ends meet and take care of yourself and your people and the um the consequences of doing so right right uh so this really and in because he's you know you're dead homie right um he's he's dead right like that's his you know blaze blaze gets killed and is resurrected from the dead brought back 11 years later and this is you know this is canon from the music so like i talked about earlier you know resolving the music with the musician with the story that we're laying out in the lore right so this is all in the music and when he comes back 
right? So this is the way I always, the way I envision it is like you're seeing, you know, a life spent and relived. Uh, and maybe it's a cautionary tale for some. And I think this speaks to the idea of, of, you know, what you were laying out earlier that there's, there's some mystery to it. Right. So, you know, blaze is alive. He gets killed. You know, he, he lives a very, uh, very violent lifestyle. He's in the streets, you know, hustling, robbing people. Uh, he's got his, got his sawed off shotgun at his side all the time. Um, you know, he's got, yeah, don't, he's got his, you know, the, 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 you know, the pantyhose, you know, uh, robbing liquor stores right and ends ends in a very abrupt and bad way and later on there is a higher purpose and a higher calling that brings him back and so now he's out running the streets again as as your dead homie right like he's back and that's kind of the cool thing is that like in the book we took this from and i don't want to spoil too much but we you know we take it down a path of like when you come, if you're in that situation and you come back, how does that, where does that take you? What, what psychological journey does that take you on? And what's the first thing you want to do when you get back? Like, you know, there's a lot to process coming back from the dead. And that's what we lay out in the story is like, who is he? Where is he headed? What's going on? It lays a great foundation. So, you know, as far as for all that. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like, you can, you can reconcile the purpose of, you know, like I lived my life once and what did it amount to? What was it for? What did I do? And what am I going to do in this go around? I think we had a, there's this great line that um, when we were kind of pitching ideas back and forth, one of the notes that I had taken and passed along was um, everybody gets one go around except me. Mm. Like, yeah, like there's some weight to that. Like what, you know, why am I back? Why am I here? What am I doing? And, you know, uh, uh, the guys from Twisted play a play a role in that. Like I said, this is, uh, you know, this is an expansion of the Haunted Highlands universe. Right. And, you know, Blaze does make appearances in the existing, you know, in the first volume. Um, but this is a much harder look at, you know, a hard life that uh, and, and, almost... and, and ultimately a harder death. Right, right. It almost sounds like a gangster version of the crow without the vengeance. You know what? Like, you like he, he doesn't, I, it, it doesn't sound like you got him coming back bent on revenge as he's coming back a little more introspective and like a little more introspective. Trying to be a little wiser. And, he might, he might, you know, he knows one life, right? So right, yeah. while the, while the, while the path may have questions, the path is clear. Right. And, you know, what, what's cool about this is that you've got, you know, so you talk about the paint, right? He's painted up because he's a corpse. So you get your canon, your explanation there. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the really cool things about this is that you have the opportunity to do a lot with the concepts of life and death, with the meaning of, of our actions and things we do, um, the kind of the randomness of life sometimes. And, um you know, one of the things that I loved about doing this is that that's such a cool starting point to say, like, okay, we're not bound by, you know, normal, by normal convention, right? When you tell a story of like, 
here's a guy who gets gunned down in the streets. There's a there's a definitive beginning and end there, right? And the end, yeah. the end is is very clear, right? You get gunned down, that's the end. That's just the beginning for you know for Blaze, right? right? So where does that take him on his journey when he comes back? And uh, that was one of the coolest things to me that it's like, okay, we can, you know, we can really get some meat here about like what happens after Dude, you the fact. can go deep into that kind of shit right. i'm all about introspection and accountability and i'll tell you i'm very excited to read where this is going man because this sounds like you know you went pretty hard on it like you're saying yeah it goes it's it's not um like it says very different than a lot of the stuff that i have done and um it was a cool it was a cool opportunity to really stretch those muscles and do something new. And it goes hard and we get into a bit of like, it's messy, right? Like when, when you're dead and you've been underground for 11 years, how are you coming back up out of that hole? Right. What do yeah. you, what do you look like? What's, I mean, the maggots have been, and again, if you listen to the music, right? Like these are all, these are all notes from the music. See, this that, got me all wanting to listen to the music now because I want yeah, to understand it, like the comic better because I have all the instant to, questions of like, okay, well, how did he die? Why 11 years? Who helped bring him back? Like the, it, I'm instantly wondering all this shit, right? Right. If you go back and listen to, um, I think it's his album from right around the year 2000 uh, is one less G in the hood. Uh if you listen to that album, you'll get a very good context of who he is and where the story is going. Okay. Right on. Um, you know, we, like I said, we, we took great care to reconcile the music into the story because that, to me, that was very important because the music is, is the core of who he is. You oh, know, of course. As an artist. Yeah. And um, I thought it was like, what a great opportunity to like weave those things together. How, how many comic books have a soundtrack, you know, like not enough, cool, man. Yeah, Not enough, but there, you know, I'm, I, yeah. as a, as a, you know, as a, a student of the human condition, right. And the way that music moves us and tells its own story on its own, the, you know, and again, and I know you'll relate to this being a wrestling fan, right? A little bit. Entrance music. Oh, it yeah. tells, it sets a stage. It tells a story. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a, uh, you know, that's that to, when I think about those things, right? Like going through life with a soundtrack, it's like having your own entrance music. Right. Like how cool, how cool is that concept that as you're living your life, you have, you have a musical accompaniment to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, are you familiar with Phil Buck? No, I'm not actually. Okay. Phil Buck is, is a <laughs> friend of mine, Phil, and he has this uh, alter ego online called chill neil i know chill neil okay cool okay, you, you know I, chill I, I neil? Know his, I didn't know his real name yeah okay. i know chill neil yeah chill neil <laughs> it's so weird that that's like where he finally kind of ended up doing that because this guy's a bit <laughs> of a renaissance man this guy's like an artist writer musician like the whole shebang yeah. I initially met him many years ago and had him on the show because he was doing a book called Those Shadow People. Okay. Now, in conjunction with the book, Those Shadow People, he wrote music as Those Shadow People. So he actually made not necessarily a soundtrack to the book, but a book but but music to listen to while you're reading the book that would kind of set the mood. 
it's been i love that kind yeah. of stuff so and he was i, I remember it. like a few people have done a few different things like that since but back in the day phil was pretty much the only guy doing this back then and i loved it i thought the idea was absolutely fantastic and uh he also had another uh he was making music under fresh hats fresh beats that was another uh another thing that he was doing he's always doing crazy shit um but i've seen that guy phil has ran through so many different like just creative endeavors this guy is just always needing to make shit and uh chill neil is kind of where all this has accumulated to but uh if anybody ever hears about it or stumbles across it you can check out those shadow people uh, i gotta ask him if it's still available online but it was a really cool idea where he made the music to suit the mood to the comic he'd made and I, you know, multimedia is great. It's always so much fun to do that, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, I, it's so funny. Like, uh, you know, like I'm very familiar with Chill Neil. I, right. I had no idea, I had no idea what his real name was. That's, uh, I've never met him. I just know, you know, from what I've seen on the internet, social media. So that's a great connection. I'm going to check out those shadow people. That's, uh, that's right up my alley. Yeah, I have to ask him if it's available online anywhere still. I know I still have some of it because I used to play it on the show. Whenever he had a new song for release, he'd throw it over to me and I'd play it on the show. Um, great dude, Phil. It's a, uh, yeah, it's been awesome to see him do his thing. Um, but, you know, in this world, it's so fitting. Like, like it's almost like I want to call it the Astro verse in a way. And I know it's like more of the magic ninja entertainment verse, mm -hmm. I guess. Everything's fucking verse now. But it's just such a vibe. Like, it's just chilled out, nice, kind people, you know, not judging anybody. Everybody can be who they want to be, even more so than the regular cons we see. And I'm not just talking cosplay. Like, you can really be who you want to be. And to go to a Comic-Con and everywhere I go, I smell the sweet, sweet smell of Chiba wafting <laughs> through the air. It's amazing. Because normally I walk through a con, somebody smells weed, and they're like, Jay must be passing by somewhere, right? <laughs> and not in this fucking situation. In this fucking situation, we're all smelling good. So I love it. <laughs> you know? yeah that's one of the things i love about what they do you know is that it is there when i was down there last year um it was so cool to just talk to people you know you can stop and have a conversation with anyone yeah you know, like cool shirt i dig your bag nice pins like it's complimentary people are kind um you know they're they're willing to engage you on a human level. And it's just, it's a great community vibe from, from everybody that attends that show. And like it's said, a real from, party. It's like, a real party. After it is a real shows, party. music, and, dancing, drinking, being merry. It's a fucking party. And, and where else do you go that you have access to, you know, musicians, artists, actors, you know, kind of top to bottom, all these cool different things that they do and represent right and like everybody's accessible and you know like i just roll into the show floor and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with blaze last year right and then yeah, yeah. and then here we are a year later and we're, we're doing this book together and yeah you know and and there's uh you know there's there's cool things coming out of that so it's like it's the perfect man. vibe as well to have so many members of the view universe there including kevin smith himself like oh man, this, I'm so excited about that. It all suits it so well together, you know? And yep. I know a lot of it has been Ming because Ming 
has just he's been there since like Astro One. And, yep. you know, has slowly every year seems to be convincing his friends to come to the show. And it finally got to the year where he convinced Kevin to come is kind of what it feels like. We um, my favorite Ming moment. He was up here for Cherry one year and we were doing the Taco Bell drive through at like somewhere around like midnight or 1230 in the morning. Just having these conversations about like, man, I know a bunch of people that would have so much fun here. You know, and he's yeah. he's just that kind of guy. He's just that kind of guy that when when he finds a place that has a good vibe like that, he's like, I want all my friends to to see this too, you know. And like yeah. we've we've had Ming and we've had Brian O'Halloran and, and those guys up here, and like they're such great guys. They're such oh, great yeah. guys. Ming has been on the show a handful of times. Um and he's always just the best and he's so supportive. Him and Mike, Zapsic as well, you know, those they're they're great guys and you know, maybe this will finally be the year that uh, Kevin Smith makes a little bit of an appearance on an all weapon. You know, we'll try and make that <laughs> shit happen. I was very lucky enough. Well, I met him twice this year. I met him at Fan Expo Toronto. I guess I should say last year. And then uh, our local comic shop here, like uh, uh, Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles. Um, they had a Kevin Smith day. And uh, he came and he just hung out for a few hours and took a million fucking pictures with people. And he was so respectful to everyone. Like he treated no one like they weren't very important. And, you know, that's what's very cool about this guy is that no matter who you are, you feel like you're being listened to. You feel like you're seen with this guy. He's one, and, one of those one of those cool guys that uh, that made good, made a big, didn't forget where he came from. And you know, loves the people that support him. And yeah. I met him, I met him 18 years ago at a Holy show in shit. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At a show in Chicago. One of the, one of the old wizard Chicago shows, he wasn't even supposed to be at the view of booth. He, they had him like cordoned off in like a private room for a, for a <laughs> panel and a signing. And, you know, so I'm like, there's no way I'm getting in there. And I just happen to wander by the view of booth at one point And he just pops up and he's like, I'm just going to hang out here and meet people. It's like, I was just in the right place at the right time and rolled up and was like, Hey man. And he's like, he's like lucky. He's like, I just showed up. And I'm like, <laughs> I am lucky. Nice to meet you. And like had a great little conversation and man, you want to talk about a crowd. Like that went from being, you know, like, okay, I was able to get up to the table. And as soon as I turn around, it's like, bam, when people realized Kevin was at the table, they just mobbed it. And oh, he yeah, just, sure. he hung, he hung out and just, schmoozed the people and shook oh, yeah. hands and, and it's cool babies. to know that he hasn't changed because he was a bit late yeah. he showed up and then he went through the entire lineup before we even started getting pictures and shook everybody's hand and yeah. then he set it up so he took the selfie so you'd go up to him say hi he'd take your phone and do but it wasn't just a quick picture he'd do like seven or eight and yet you did a quick little mini like photo shoot with him and then he moved on and, you know, it was it, it that's the swell part of why this fits, because, you know, Magic Ninja and Askew of uh, you, know, Askew <laughs> Universe, I'm going to turn it into one weird word. Um, it's all about that. It's all about working with your friends and working with your family and, you know, keeping your roots solid and keeping that structure there. And that's why, you know, it, it seems like the perfect melt. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend. It's That's gonna a be a fun lineup. time. It's a stacked lineup. There's a bunch yeah. of cool people hanging out. 
And and we're kicking the show off with with the Blaze Ash Can on Friday night. So that's exciting. So it's the Ash Can that will be released at Astro. When do we get the comic itself? Yeah. So uh, the the Ash Can is uh, launching Friday night at Astro at uh, the State of Comics booth. We're going to do a signing with the whole creative team, and Blaze will be there. And so like it's a great opportunity. They're doing like CGC witnessing. And um and facilitating grading too. So like oh nice. It's like one of those opportunities to get a book signed by everybody on the book. Yeah. And and get it, you know, like that's such a cool thing. Like I love that they're doing that. Like they're celebrating it, right? Yeah. Um, but then so like the book, the Ash Can will be available all weekend at Astro. It's limited to like 300 uh 300 copies for the show. So they're gonna go fast. Um, and then the actual book is coming uh, a couple months after that, late spring, early summer. So uh, release date is, I think, almost locked down, but I would look for it probably in June-ish. June-ish. Nice. Yeah. So I would I would pay attention just as summer's getting going. Right. Is SourcePoint setting up at Astro? I believe so. I think so, right? Yeah, uh, State of do. Comics. I'm not familiar with State of Comics. Yeah, they're uh they're a shop in Michigan. Um, they do a lot with like creator signings and exclusives and things like that. I'm oh, I'm okay. just now getting familiar with them myself. They're I think they're based out of the uh, uh, that lower Michigan area. Um, right, right, but, yeah, right. They uh they're they're hosting the launch and uh, you know been very very gracious about uh, about bringing us in to do the thing and nice. What's Chris's shop? Chris Brown? Is it? It's comics and more. Right? Comics and more. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I hope Chris is coming back. Last time I was at Astro, he was set up. I don't know if he's vendoring again, but Chris is the best. And it was funny because uh, actually bringing that up, I was looking at your webpage earlier and you have the superpowers motif. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And last time I was at Astro, I bought the superpowers collector case Man. Uh, off of Chris Brown. Uh, I've got I've got two of those in my collection i freaking love that line oh, it's it my so favorite sweet because inside he put a flash inside to oh, start my man. collection right he's such Good a guy chris leader. brown oh he's the bestest um yeah you look to have a few action figures around the room there huh yeah you know i'm, I'm still i'm working on i it sound like a broken record because i know dirk said this when he was on too that like the office <laughs> yeah. is in it's it's almost in its final form i'm working on you can see in the background here a little rearranging. I got some right. comic racks and nice, yeah, tons yeah. Of figures and art and yeah. It's uh, I'm a giant nerd. I was a fan before, but I've done a little bit of everything in the in the business. I ran a shop for a while. I had oh, an you? online shop presence for a while. Right. Um, I've done like you know the I, I started like when I was a teenager, which is like forever ago because I'm an old man now, but uh, I started doing like those mall shows where you just go and set up with oh, a table, cool. like resell. And, right, and right. I, yeah, so like I helped uh, run our local shop for a little bit uh, with a friend and um, you know, we do the convention up here too. So like I've kind of worn all hats in yeah. the industry now, you know, How behind long's the cherry capital been going now, dude, this is year 15. Is it really? Were you there from the beginning? Yeah. yeah. yeah from, How old from are here. you? Uh, 41 41 and you've been running yeah. a convention for 15 fucking years that's crazy yeah man i haven't always been like the main runner like it's been a collaborative effort uh, effort you know there's a there's a handful of us that uh that started this thing from the beginning and it's evolved over time and um you know like i'm i'm very fortunate to be in the position i am as the executive director now just because 
um, you know, I didn't, I didn't start in that spot, but I, I started like with the con, like on day one and, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how it's evolved. That's how I, man, that's my, that's my comics break-in story too. You know, like I have a, I have a writing background, uh, clearly, right. You know, like starts background. I was actually on a journalism path, uh, you know, in my early years. And then I, I moved, I moved away from that. And, um, and then, you know, I, I've always collected clearly, as you can see, I know, right. um, you know, the folks listening won't see it, but you can see I've got a got a pretty uh, in-depth collection going. And then somewhere right around, I don't know, it was like 28, I think, 28 or 29. Yeah, it makes sense because I've been doing this for about 11 or 12 years now. Um, I had this epiphany and it seems like it would make sense to, you know, like the older you get, the more things become clear and you realize how much you didn't know. And, uh, you know, I had this epiphany where I was like, man, like you have this great writing background and you love to write and you love comics. Why aren't you writing comics? Like, right. And then, you know, and you have that conversation with yourself, like, is that a thing? Can I do that? And found myself in a really unique position that we had already been doing cherry for a couple of years at that point. Um, I think we were in it like year three or year four. And I, uh, it was year three. And, uh, I started, uh, uh, that, that was my break-in story. Like, uh, Jeff Manley, who's a, a, a local cartoonist, uh, here in Northern Michigan. Um, he had done cherry year one and, uh, he took year two off cause he had a, a, a prior obligation and we just happened to randomly bump into each other at an event locally. And it was like, Hey, you're that guy. And he's like, yeah, you're that guy. <laughs> we started talking and we're like, man, we should like talk about doing something together because like I wanted to get in and he had room for a project. And we started kicking these ideas around that would eventually become punching the clock. And then that turned okay. into like this huge thing where we went from, we launched this thing. Uh, Cause it's, it's a retail theme, buddy comedy. It's got, you know, some clerks vibes to it. Right. And, right. And, you know, yeah. elements. and uh, we launched this thing black Friday weekend of like 2011. Um, you know, it's black Friday. It's a retail comic, right? Sure. And within six months we had been nominated for a comic buyer's guide fan award. And like to stand out in a sea of web comics, like there, you know, 20,000 web comics. Oh yeah. There. That's not easy, man. That's yeah. And, and so like, you know, we got nominated for that award. We released the first book. So like my first, my break in my first show was my own hometown show that I helped run. <laughs> and then like, and it just blew up from there, man, like from traveling all over the state and the region. We did Cincy comic-con a few times when that was going on. I love and, how shit grows. I just wanting to get. You went, you went mute on me. I can't hear you. It's crazy how, uh, you know just making a move out of a passion you know kevin smith told me to hit record i did and here we are almost 12 years later and traveling around the biggest most blasphemous thing though is that i have yet to be up to cherry capital comic-con so this needs to change you know too sweet when's the next show next show is memorial day weekend may 26th through the 28th may 26th through the 28th Is that May 2-4? Is your Memorial Day the same as our Victoria Day? Ooh, it might be. Either way, it shouldn't matter. I don't think I have plans, but I have to make that happen. I think it's just always been difficult because you guys are over on like the Grand Rapids side, aren't you? Like Traverse City? 
Yeah, we're in Traverse City. We're on the on the west it's side like of the a state. Fucking eight hour fucking drive. <laughs> it is, man. So it's fucking big. <laughs> Traverse City is a it's it's an interesting little gem, man. Like, yeah, we have become a huge like foodie central town and like covered nationally uh, in the U.S. as being like a destin a vacation destination because we get we get all four seasons, right? So you can right. in the winter you can come ski. In the yeah. summer there's we've got beaches, we've got the you know we've got the lake, we've got the bay. Um, there's tons of stuff to do. There's breweries. There's, uh, there's wineries. My God, the wine tours are insane here. Um, the, you know, sleeping bear dunes, national lakeshore. If you dig the outdoors, there's, you know, camping it's in the fall, the color tour is insane. So like, we're a really big tourist destination, but it's such a weird dichotomy because being a tourist destination, you would think we would be easy to get to yet. There is no freeway that runs adjacent to Traverse city. Like you can get close. And okay. then you kind of have to go off the beaten path and take some state roads, highways, two laners to get to us. Right. And, you know, I, it's so funny talking to people that they're like, I thought I was lost in the middle of nowhere until I came around the corner. And that giant building that you hold the con in was this big resort, right. That sits off the bay and it, it towers over everything because amazing. it's, it's kind of in a rural area. Like you're like, I'm in farmland. And then the next thing I know, here's this giant towering resort that just appears on the horizon. You're like, Oh, I have arrived. And so it's, it's, and it's, it's so cool though. It's, it's a, it's a community family vibe, you know, and um, it's just, it's about supporting the medium. It's, you know, we're comic centric first and man, it's so cool to see some of the stuff that, to watch careers launch, to see right. people, you know, to see people go on to big things. Like, it's so funny, you know, some, some of the guys, like we, we had, um, you know, like Ryan Stegman, right. Ryan from yeah. comics. Yeah. Superstar, amazing dude, fantastic artist. He was with us, um, the, like the year before he popped big, like he had like one book under his belt at Marvel. Like he had just done uh SIF, I think. Right. And then he became like the next big thing. And he's been back a bunch of times. And like, it's so fun to like make friends and see people's careers just blossom, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and that story you could tell like a million times over with all the other people, people doing indie stuff, people doing mainstream, you know, like, uh, Marvel stuff. And, you know, I know, I know your friend, uh, you know, Jay Foskett, Jay is yeah. here every year. He's, he's my dude. I love Jay. I'll be um, staying with Jay for Astro. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, it's, it's going to be good to see, to see folks. It's going to be good to see you. When you said, when you said that you were coming to Astro, I was like, Oh man, now it's a party. Now it now is indeed a party. And what a party it's going to be kids. It's going to be huge. It's going to be March 3rd, 4th and 5th in Livonia, Michigan, my return to Michigan, my home away from home, my home in the good old US of A. Um, I miss Michigan dearly. I'm so excited to be coming back to see all you fine Michiganites over there. Uh, Rob and everybody who is going to be at Astronomicon number six. So number is the ass can available upon first day entry? Like if you want to be one of those 300 people, your ass better fucking be in line on the first that- day. That Friday night, first day of a show, 7 p.m. at the State of Comics booth is oh, when it okay. drops. 7 p.m. State of Comics booth. That's uh, Blaze, you dead homie, coming soon from Source Point Press, written by Mr. Rob Humphrey, drawn by Mr. Austin McKinley, 
edited by Miss Drina Joe. Are we missing anybody? Austin did the colors. Did Austin do all the art? Yeah, Austin had. Um, I know he had a uh, uh, a flatting assist okay, on the book, cool. right? Um, and and obviously Blaze has been heavily involved as well. We want to make sure we credit him with 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 story and writing as well. Oh, absolutely. So he's sounds, uh, sounds good, man. I'm so excited for yeah, you, man. dude. This is a fucking. Dude, I, you know, so this is like your first full published print comic written solely by you. Um, I would say, pub. well, we'll say second. I had uh, I had a book called Gunslingers out through Rocketing Studios a few years ago that was I was on sole writing duties for. Okay. Uh, and, you know, aside from, you know, my self-published stuff and anthology work. Yeah. yeah. So this would be my my first single issue one shot through, uh, you know, a major publisher. And it's man, it's so good to be here. It's right. the source point, source point press is a fantastic publisher. I've loved working with those guys. They're 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 wonderful human beings and um, have put out great stuff, great comics. And uh, like I said, it's uh, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better team of people on the source point side or the magic ninja side. It's uh, it's it's a match made in heaven. Beautiful, beautiful, my friend. Can anybody get Gunslingers anywhere? Is it like still available? Or yeah, I think I think copies are still available on the uh, on the A to Z, right? The Amazon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, I think you'll get it there. Um, oh, shit, I want to get my hands and, on that. And anywhere that Rocket Inc. sets up at shows, I know they typically have it with them there. Um, okay. And I usually try. I'm out right now. Like I am fresh out. I I need to get a restock from those guys. So that's uh, I should I should hopefully have some with me for Astro. Would be my my plans, man. Dude, I'm so excited for you. This is gonna be such a fucking blast. Thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. I'm excited to see you. It's gonna be a good time. No, I'm really, really like I'm trying to keep myself calm about it because I'm so excited about it, kids. This is Mr. Rob Humphrey. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight, sir. Amen. Thank you for having me. All right, kids. Very soon again, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Astronomicon. The weekend after that, nothing. The weekend after that, that's right, Toronto Comic Con. The weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th. Uh, I will be there. I will be hosting panels. I will be kicking it with the crew. Uh, Toronto Comic Con is a, is a separate entity from Fan Expo Canada. I don't want any newbies or anybody unfamiliar getting confused there. Fan Expo is the big, huge show in August that happens that is Fan Expo Canada that happens in Toronto. Toronto Comic-Con is a slightly smaller event that uh, really showcases local Ontario talent and all your favorites will be there. I believe this is the return of Ty Templeton, I believe to the con circuit as well. Um, So I hope Ty that you're feeling well enough to be up and there. Uh, But other than that, kids, that is all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon. Back to this.